Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Peter is preaching. And he says, repent. Is repentance a New Testament concept? Oh, wow, that's weak. Yeah, it is. It's for the New Testament believer. Repent, he said. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Now, without even taking a show of hands, I bet everybody, if not nearly everybody in this room, already knew, without me reading Acts 3.19 to you, that that's what happens when you repent. You knew that, didn't you? That when you came to Jesus, and you made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you repented of sin, what happened? They were blotted out. That means they weren't just covered, they were washed away. Like they never existed. Glory to God. This is more of that grace exchange I was telling you about. You, when you repent, you knew this. This is as basic, this is as 101 gospel as it gets. You repent, he forgives. Washes away your sin makes you white as snow, gives you this gift of righteousness, not your own, again, like we said a moment ago, but his righteousness. Say it out loud. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, but how'd you get that way? Repentance. It started with repentance. And you entered into that rest through repenting and believing in what Jesus has done for you. But listen to this. He said, again, look at it, verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 19. Repent, therefore, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. But that's not where he stopped. So that times of what? Refreshing may come, but come from where? The presence of the Lord. Again, there you see the rest, the easing, relieving, and refreshing is found where? The presence of the Lord. Of the Lord. Now, we all already knew that when we repented, our sins were washed away. But did you know that this refreshing is as much a part of your salvation experience as your sins being washed away? Yet we're not talking about it like it is. This is supposed to be as basic as it gets. That when your sins are washed away, what takes place next? Refreshing. Refreshing. Say it again. I need a refreshing. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, you need some rest. I can tell by looking at you. You need some rest. You, you need a refreshing. Okay, great. Where do I get it? Huh? Where do I get this refreshing? If I've been worn out by life, if I've been fatigued and exhausted, if I have just, just been worn down to the bone with everything going on, worn out by what's going on in politics, worn out by what's going on in culture, worn out by what's going on in Hollywood and the entertainment world, just worn out everywhere I look. It's like we're getting beat up and beat down. And if it's just wearing you out, yeah, okay, good. I need a refreshing. Point me in the direction. Where does the scripture point you? To the presence of the Lord. That's where it is. And that's where you're going to have to go to find it. It's not in the arms of another lover. It's not at the bottom of a bottle or a bottle of pills. It's not 
by trying to check out and watch endless hours of television and movies and streaming. You can't find the refreshing that you need. I'm going to tell you something. We all need it. And when I say we, I mean me. I have been at this place in ministry before. Ministry, this is doing something good. This is doing the call of God on my life, right? And get home from traveling, come in from the road, maybe an international trip where we've been gone two weeks and you spend a day and a half getting home exhausted. And I think, man, I just need a refreshing. But instead of looking to the presence of the Lord for it, just turn on the television, turn on the iPad, turn on the entertainment and do that for a few days. I just need to check out. I just, I just got to check out. I finally had the Lord tell me something about that one time. He said, Jeremy, what's the difference between you watching TV for three or four hours trying to check out and some guy who stops at a bar on his way home every night and tries to check out with, with, a, with a bottle, with alcohol? What's the difference? This is the Lord telling me this. What's the difference? And I said, liver damage? I don't know. <laughs> and then I've got this great revelation. This movie I'm watching is doing nothing for my liver. So there really is no difference. Be careful. Be careful looking for the refreshing anywhere but the presence of the Lord. Are you with me? That's the only place it's found. And when you're in it, you get refreshed because you're with him and you're receiving of him. You're getting what he's got. Man, I saw this this week. You ready for this? This is cool. The Bible's so cool. If you don't know that, you're not reading it right. It's so cool. Do you remember back in the book of Genesis when the Bible says that God... Well, let me say this to you first. You need to see this. This is that same verse in Acts out of uh, the Amplified Bible. Put this on the screen for us. He said, so repent, change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing. Now he's going to tell you what refreshing means. Of recovering from the effects of heat. That's what refreshing means. And you knew that, didn't you? Recovering from the effects of heat. Heat has an effect on you. And if it's hot enough and you stay out there long enough in it, it can knock you down. It can knock you out. And what you need is a refreshing to recover from the effects of heat. He says it's reviving with fresh air. So this refreshing that he's talking about, the picture that he's painting is somebody that's exhausted. I mean, you take somebody like... One of these professional athletes, basketball, football, baseball, whatever, one of these guys or girls who is at the top of their game, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, we're watching people in sports who are among some of the best that have ever done it. But have you ever noticed this? You're watching a basketball game, and that starting five is out there, and that guy's playing, and man, he's good. It, it just seems like he can't miss. He's got the talent, he's got the gift, he's got the ability, he's better than anybody else on the court. But if you notice... There comes a time where coach calls a timeout and sits that guy down. What is that? What are you doing? This guy's awesome. Keep him on the floor, right? Keep him out there. Why, why, why doesn't he just play all day, every day? Huh? 
If he's that gifted, if he's that talented, that able, why don't you just keep him in the game? Because he can't, no matter what the gift and the ability is, you cannot operate at the highest of levels nonstop. You got to have a break. So he sits him down so he can get what? Refreshed. Recover from the effects of the heat. They're out there sweating. They're pouring sweat. It's hot. Heart's pounding. He needs a minute. Anybody ever needed a minute? Give me a minute. Just give me a minute. So that what? Get some refreshing. To refresh is to recover from the effects of heat. Now, this is what I saw that was so cool. In the book of Genesis, don't turn there. We may have this up there for you. You remember it says in chapter 3 that God would come and walk with them. His presence was in the garden with them. Do you remember this? Genesis 3 verse 8 says that they, Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence. So God is there. His presence is there. And he's walking with them. When? In the cool of the day. Now the New Living Translation says it like this. When the cool evening breezes were blowing. So this is the question that hit me. Did God walk with them in the cool of the day? Or was it the cool of the day because he was walking with them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Was there a cool breeze blowing and God said, now's a good time for a walk? Or was there a cool breeze blowing because of his presence? I submit to you that it was because of his presence. There's a recovery from heat. And we looked at it last week, but this is why God said to Adam, just a few verses later, because you've disobeyed me. In toil you will eat of the ground, and it will be by the sweat of your brow. Why do you sweat? Heat. In other words, no more of my presence. And you will be sweating and suffering from the effects of heat all the time. No refreshing no recovery. Thank God for Jesus. And this invitation into back, back into his presence. Thank you, Lord. Times of refreshing, recovering from the heat. Where are they found? In the presence of the Lord. But let me add something to this. I've got several verses here for you. I don't want you to turn to them. Let's put them on the screen. You relax. Can you relax a little? Listen to this. I found this this week. Brand new scriptures. Maybe just new to me. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 5 says, this is Paul writing to this church. He says, indeed, when we came to Macedonia, notice what he said, our bodies had no rest. When we came, we had no rest. Why? He said, we were troubled on every side. And then he goes on to tell you about it. Outside were conflicts. This was a dangerous time to be a Christian. Outside, 
going on outside of us? Conflicts, fights, religious fights, governmental, political fights all the time. Inside, he said, were fears. He's being honest with you. Fear got in. So because of what was going on inside and because of what was going on outside, he said there was no rest. There was no rest. No rest for our body, no rest on the inside, no rest on the outside. And you might think, oh, I know what you need, Paul. You need the presence of God. And of course, that would be true. That would be right. But listen to this. Outside were conflict, conflicts. Inside were fears. Our bodies had no rest. Nevertheless, God who comforts the downcast, comforted us, how? By the coming of Titus. Huh. What did God do for Paul in response to his lack of rest? Oh, I know what he did. He just manifested himself all over that place, right? Because in the presence of the Lord is refreshing. Well, that's true. That's right. But how did God comfort the one who needed comforting because of the conflicts and the fear? He sent a person, a guy named Titus. He said, we were comforted by the coming of Titus. And not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you. So we were comforted by him, and he was comforted by you, and we were comforted by the fact that he was comforted by you. And what, what was all this in response to? We had no rest. We had no rest, so what did God do about it? He sent Titus. Titus brought comfort. Titus brought with him consolation. And it goes on to say in verse 13, Therefore, I like this, we've been comforted in your comfort. Man, everybody's just all comfortable. Everybody's got comfort coming out every place. I got comfort over here, and you're comforting, and this is comforting, and oh, God is so comforting and comfortable, and... But how? We rejoiced exceedingly more for the joy of Titus. Listen, are you ready for this? Because his spirit has been by God. Oh, Titus got into the presence of the Lord. Okay, but, but more detail, please. His spirit has been refreshed by you. Ooh, wait a second. Wait a second, I, I thought it was the presence of the Lord. You're saying it's my presence with you, your presence with me? Listen, it's both at the same time. Do you not know that your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You carry this presence with you. And did you see what it did for Paul? Paul. The one who God called and anointed and chose to, to pin two-thirds of this New Testament to establish these churches. Here's somebody who needed some comforting. So what did he do? Oh, he just manifested in his room and there was this vision of Jesus at the foot of the bed in the midnight hour. No, he sent Titus. He sent Titus. And man, it comforted him. Comforted him. And then he says, we were exceedingly uh, rejoiced exceedingly more for the joy of Titus. Why was Titus so joyful? Because his spirit had been refreshed by you. For if in anything I have boasted to him about you, I'm not ashamed, but as we spoke all things to you in the truth, even so our boasting to Titus was found true. His affections are greater for you as he remembers the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling you received him. 
another person has the ability to be the refreshing that you need. You have the ability to be the refreshing they need. But did you see what it comes down to? How you receive them. How they received Titus was so refreshing to him. And I think I understand that. Spending 10 plus years traveling together with Sarah. Man, we've been in churches and places around this nation, around this world. And what a difference it makes how somebody receives you. We have been to places where there was so much honor, not just for us, but for the Lord. So much thanksgiving, so much gratitude. People open up the door and people are ready. They're excited. They've been praying. They're ready for the word. And on the other hand, we've been to some other places. And what people don't recognize is how you receive a person makes all the difference in what you receive from them. And we went into places where they probably thought, man, this guy can't preach for nothing. And they were bored and I was bored. But I remember one time we flew all day to get to a place. Justice was little. He's a baby. We've got him in tow. We've got bags upon bags. And Sarah was traveling at that time with a big keyboard. She'd set up and play and worship in a church service. And we showed up at a place and the, the young pastor and his wife, I think it was pastor's son maybe, he came walking in, which was not unusual. You know, a lot of times pastors would pick us up and take us where we need to go. But I just remember he came walking in. We'd been there a while kind of waiting. And he said, uh, listen, just take the hotel shuttle. Uh, they'll take you to the hotel. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, do you want to come by in the morning and pick us up for church? He's like, no, just tell the hotel what time you need to be there and th th they'll give you the shuttle ride there. I was like, okay. Well, come to find out, the shuttle didn't even start running until after first service had started. So I'm making my own transportation. And th these are little things, but listen, when you're traveling all the time, it, it makes a difference on how somebody receives you. I'm not some diva that has to have a stretch limo at 72 degrees on the inside just right. That's not what I'm talking about. But the way somebody receives you, it makes all the difference on what you're able to get. Can you be refreshing? They refreshed Titus by receiving him. Listen, he goes on in, um, here in the book of Philemon, chapter 1. Paul writing to Philemon, he says, We have great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you. He said in verse 20, Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Isn't this awesome? That we have the same ability to refresh, the same kind of refreshing that we get out of the presence of the Lord. We can, and might I add should, be getting from the presence of each other. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, he said in verse 16, he said, The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Man, that's got to be refreshing. When Paul gets put in prison and all his church friends were like, uh, we don't know him. Yet he's got this other guy who's not ashamed of the chains. Now that's refreshing. Somebody who won't bail on you just because things got tough for you. Just because your reputation might be in the drain, so to speak. People telling lies about you, falsely accusing you. And everybody else bails. How refreshing is it to have somebody that's standing right there with you? That loves you. He said, he often refreshed me, was not ashamed of my chain. When he arrived in Rome, he sought me out. 
very zealously. He found me. He said, the Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me. When Paul used this word refreshing, he was talking about a recovery of breath. Catching your breath. Like a breath of fresh air. So the question I want to put to you this morning in the last couple of minutes here is, we know what we get out of the presence of the Lord. We know what we can get a refreshing from His presence. What are people getting out of your presence? What are people getting out of my presence? When we're with somebody, a group of people, we need to ask ourselves, what state were they in before I got there? And what state are they in when I leave? Hmm? Am I refreshing or am I exhausting? Huh? Because we know what we get from the presence of the Lord. I just got to know what am I going to get out of your presence? What are you going to get out of mine? And all you have to do is ask this question of the scriptures. Okay, if his presence is refreshing, which we know it is, what is it that's in his presence that's refreshing. And just do a little bit of study and you're going to find out some things that are indicative and descriptive of the presence of the Lord. You know, the psalmist said, in your presence is the fullness of joy. That's what makes his presence refreshing. There's nothing but joy in it. There's nothing but joy in it. He said, in your presence is so much joy that pleasures are at your right hand forevermore. When I'm with you, there ain't nothing but joy in there. That's what makes his presence refreshing. What about yours? Huh? Because the same thing that makes God's presence refreshing is what makes your presence refreshing. But if what's in God's presence is not in your presence then your presence is not refreshing, it's exhausting. It's the fullness of joy in your presence that refreshes people because they live in a world and at a time where it's depressing out there. It is so depressing out there. There is so much junk going wrong. There is so much stuff happening bad. There's so much evil in the world. And when they get around you and all you do is talk, talk, talk all the bad. Talk about what's going wrong. Talk about things that aren't going right. And listen to me. There are people that can find something bad. No matter how much good's going on, give them a chance. They'll find something bad. They'll find something to complain about. And you know what that is? It ain't refreshing. Come on, church. Listen, are you hearing me this morning? We have, oh, we've got this. This God thing that no other created being and no, no unborn again person has. We've got the ability to be as refreshing to somebody as the presence of God himself. But what's in his presence has got to be in ours. And if you find the fullness of joy in his, what should be in ours? The fullness of joy. When you come into a place and they were all depressed about politics or about whatever's going on in their world or the world, and you come in with something good to say, with a smile on your face and a reason to be thankful. I'm not talking about shoving this stuff down somebody's throat. I'm just talking about having a different outlook and a different attitude than every unbeliever in this world. 
Your joy will be refreshing. Your complaining will be exhausting. When people are doing good, having a good day, and Debbie Downer walks in and just finds something to complain about, finds something going wrong, and leaves the room, that person who was happy 12 minutes ago is like, jeez, I'm exhausted. I'm so depressed. How were they before you got there? How were they after you left? Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.